This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. Chris Barton. You can find me through my work email. It's chris.barton at leadingagile.com. I don't have Twitter. I'm not even going to get into what's going on with that right now. (laughs) This is a continuing episode of a series with Chris Barton about agile software development at Sony PlayStation. Okay. Yeah, no, that's interesting for the Agilists who are listening. It's interesting that you're, you have a situation where QA is separate from the team, and, but you're having tight feedback loops to mitigate some of the problems that come with being separate from the team. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, I think Sony did a re- does a really good job with how they do manage QA from that regard. Because the systems are so complex, they essentially take their QA teams and break them up into sub-teams. And then there's a lead from each of those teams. <clears throat> and those leads know the ins and outs of everything. They know who to talk to. The test leads are kind of, if I could equate them to anything, imagine like the most amazing project manager or release manager or scrum master that you've ever worked with. That's these test leads. They know the right people to talk to. They talk to them regularly and they know how to translate what the testers are seeing to what the the developers or coders or asset creators. They are like the linchpin to success of getting games to the quality that Sony is known for. Want to take this in a direction that we can't uh, is that it would be interesting to know why they have to be separate teams and not be merged. And it sounds like mostly it's the relationships of the, this new group that's going to be a first party they're not really part of sony and so this is the compensating control if you will is to have a separate team but have what you're describing are liaisons built in who are very proactive yeah it's a really good question right so now you're talking about like how do we you know we, we always say things like with dependencies, eliminate what you can, manage what you must. Mm. This is that manage what you must. When you have something as complex as a video game, you're essentially taking two of the hardest things in the world to make a movie and a video game and combining them. It, I mean, it's like, that's like saying, well, what if you just had one team to build airplanes? There are so many intricate pieces to creating a video game. Just like there is an airplane, but in the sense that we know them today, like it, that, that team, just is too big to operate like at a a lean startup way. So what do you do? You focus on the things that matter the most communication, conversation, creating alignment. And then you find out what's the fastest way to get things back and forth and through teams, since these teams are so large. And like, that's where I, you always, especially right now, it's a hot topic of like, Oh, agile at scale doesn't work. Sure. It does. Like there's plenty of examples of that where it does like, Sony creating video games is one. Boeing making airplanes is one. Like these are highly complex things being built across multiple, very you know, massive groups of talented people. So the when we say team, we're talking about the thousands. You're not talking about just software developers or just QA or just the voice acting group. You're talking about everyone. Is that yeah, yeah. exactly? And like teams, team of teams. Like I, I guess I'm using a very general term, very loosely. But yeah, it's when I say team, I mean everybody. Yeah, yeah, cool. And uh, uh, 
when I, so I've worked, I've consulted with a gaming studio that had embedded QA with their developers, but it wasn't a triple A. So the scale was completely different. And, uh, so when I talk about QA as part of the team, I really mean the development staff and not the, you know, I don't expect the voice actors to be part of the development staff as well, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that's where it really changes with a AAA is you have so many more roles and you have, like you said, the, the movie as- making aspect, which kind, which is loosely coupled. I think we can say that it's loosely coupled to the video game aspect, uh, the, the developing of the code. Is that a fair statement or? I mean, let's zoom in on. Because the developers that... don't need to talk to the people in mocap <laughs> very often. So here's the crazy thing. Like there are these highly agile teams and then you have these, these teams working with other teams, creating this larger team. So like to use your example of motion capture, mocap, there's a PDSG team that is essentially a small, fully cross-functional team that does motion capture and then the things around it. And it's like, this is their piece, right? They have their own QA. They have their own developers. They have their own like asset renderers, their own artists. So they do everything within this like production studio environment around motion capture. And then that, if you wanted to say that that piece was done, cool. And then you have the gameplay aspect, right? And that piece is done. And then when you put all those pieces together at towards the end or toward in the middle, um, you want to make sure that they operate seamlessly together. And that's where like worldwide studios QA comes in. It's like, does everything in their own individual parts now coming together as a whole represent the vision that we wanted to. And that's where I wouldn't say that things get thrown over the wall. It's more of, exactly that it's quality assurance hey things you guys already did your initial quality assurance but now we have this massive integration point is everything still playing the way that it should and like did we introduce new bugs or did we catch bugs that maybe you guys didn't catch just because of how aggressive timelines are yeah all right you may have already covered this but what's your part of the team what's your role what did your team do yeah so our we were what were we called tools engineering so we, we kind of did a little bit of everything from Sony at the time. Maybe they still used Okta for single sign-on and dual authentication. So when you work in a company as large as Sony, you're going to have a massive test suite, or I should say software suite on your laptop or desktop. Do you want to log into everything 20 times a day? Probably not. So we, we own the rights for that and get people set up. And then when you're doing software development, what's your ALM? what are you managing all of your development work and bug fixes in? They used Jira. So we, we owned that. meaning we would create a project for a studio or an internal team. We would essentially consult with them, build it out, make tweaks along, along the way. And then the tech Excel, those are essentially the, the test kits, manual testing, you know, check these boxes. Did you do these things? And then one of my favorite tools that they had, uh, we had at the time was Shipwatch. So as video games get more complex and bugs are harder to reproduce, let's say that you came across something in a game. Well, you can use Shipwatch to capture it. Say, hey, this is the bug that I'm seeing, and this is how I reproduced it. So we would take a, a video clip, and Shipwatch would essentially capture it and then store it in an area that was originally on site. 
what we found over time was being able to integrate all of those tools together was very expensive and very hard to do with all of the requirements to do that internally, which is actually a really long, boring story of how Sony PlayStation's Worldwide Studios QA um, leveraged AWS to be able to access these things in all of the major regions. So people in Tokyo, people in London, well, in Liverpool, and people in San Diego could be using the same resources at any given time without any constraints on a system. So it was really cool. And that's what we did. We did all those things. We integrated all those things together. If somebody was like, hey, I want to be able to do this add-on in Jira, we would test it. We would make sure that it did met all of our compliance requirements, did the things that they needed to, and then we would integrate all of the tools together. So part helping people get their tools set up, part tools integration, part tools health, anything that had the word tool in it, we owned pretty much. Interesting. By the way, when you say tech Excel, do you mean tech do you, you don't mean Excel spreadsheets. You probably mean excellence. I do not. Oh, okay. Uh, so Tech Tech Excel is its own company. Some of the tools that they own, Dev Suite is an ALM solution. Project One is exactly what it sounds like. It's product management for test management software. That's what we use the most. It's called DevTest. And then they have a task management software, which is separate from test management called DevTrack. We also use that. A lot of the veteran QA testers, really, really loved most of the Tech Excel product stack. Hmm. For better or worse, they had they had, had a lot of, again, these guys are really smart. So they had a lot of, they. this tool was open enough to where you could actually add your own code to it in some spots. And a lot of these guys had done that so that they could reuse them between titles or video games. Speaking of automation and the video game industry, what kind of automation is valuable for producing Spider-Man? Yeah. So there's actually a couple cool things that I saw. I don't think I can say the names of the projects, but one was one I talked about earlier where there's essentially the very rudimentary, like, things that like a six-year-old could test in a video game. Mm. We had software that could do that, that the guys on our engineering tools team wrote another project. And again, like, I don't know how much I could speak to. There was a project where we could essentially use virtual machines to simulate multiple PlayStations mm. to test if when a game got released, it would crash the servers hosting it. Mm. Scalability. Yeah. Yep. Scalability testing. And then here's the cool thing that, and again, like I, I can't say the names of the projects, taking those two softwares and putting them together to be able to test the same thing on multiple instances in a virtual environment, meaning you could play 500 versions of the same game. You've essentially multiplied your QA testing 500x hmm. so that you could, you know, you could shorten your, your, testing cycles significantly okay is that for running tests in parallel or is that for configuration testing meaning testing on different versions different possibilities yes. of playstations oh, the okay. answer is yes oh, okay yep. All right. both yeah and like imagine the implications of those projects being successful Are you new to Agile or Scrum? Looking for a fun way to pick up the knowledge to become an Agile team? 
Go get the novel, Agile Noir. It's a dramatic novel about a project manager who needs to transform his teams to become agile because his life depends on it. This book is available in the U.S. on Amazon, in India on Pothy.com. In China, it's available on my WeChat store. Links are in the show notes. If you want to learn more about how games are made, check out our show notes. We have in there a link to a documentary about how God of War was created. Where are our show notes? Show notes show up right in your podcast player. You just open up your podcast player and you will see the information that comes with this episode. And it's not there for your convenience. If you don't have a podcast player and you downloaded this, mp3 from the website go back to the website and you will see the show notes there if you're like my friend festin and you missed the first episode of the series the series started in episode 215 to go to the show archive to find it search for agile thoughts playstation next episode more chris barton so is it fun to develop games um, imagine a world where you're working on a video game and in the same day, like you're, you're, you're working on a game that's yet to be released in the same day, a game just recently got re- released and they're doing a launch party. You get a free copy. They have all this like swag where you get buttons and pins and shirts and hats. Um, and then you go to the party, the launch party where like people are having beers, there's free food. And in that same day, um, a game that somebody's working on that is like a side project, you get to play a demo, a demoable version of this secret game that's not even doesn't even have a name yet. Like we don't know what it's going to be called. And in in the same day, you go over and you see somebody who you might think is a famous person walking out of the motion capture studio, who come to find out is a famous person who is actually a part is going to be a part of that video game. 